Be confident. Be bold. Be authentic. But don't forget to take action. This is Ordinary to Badass, where our stories empower women to step into the spotlight of their own lives and pursue what they're truly passionate about. It's time to step into the arena and become more than just extraordinary. It's time to become a badass with your host, Marie Sonneman. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass, episode number 310. In this episode, you're going to hear why Tamara Zoner is so badass. Okay, had to pause that there for a second because, of course, the second I started talking, then my phone goes off with a notification. Usually pretty good about turning my phone on silent, but it didn't happen today. So we're going to roll with it. Now, Tamara Zoner talking about why she's so badass. And if you didn't hear the last episode, she is a coach and she really helps people who are struggling through transitions. So if you're looking to live a better life, but your life looks completely different than it did, or you're making a transition and having a hard time doing that, then you would go to Tamara. That's her jam, right? So we'll talk about that in a little bit. You'll hear the reasons why she's so badass. So if you need to, go back and listen to the last episode. If you're short on time, stick around because you're going to hear the reasons why she's so badass. But before we get to it, I wanted to share, get back to a real, real, real fake. Haven't done that in a minute. And so something came to mind. And really, it's something that's been going on with me lately. So I want your perspective. Real, real, or real fake. Now, I want to know how you feel about hustle, hustle culture versus being fake. Do you think that hustling, doing everything, going all in, do you think that's real, real or real fake? Because there's these two camps and some people say, go all out. You know, if you want to be motivated, you just have to go like no excuses, all in, go for it. That's one camp, right? And then the other one is like, flow, just let it flow out of you. Take time to be, and I'm kind of saying it like funny, you know, but like I, I kind of believe in it. So, or I do believe in it. It just hasn't necessarily worked for me. <laughs> so the side that says flow, like just let stuff come out of you when it's ready, do more yoga, more meditation, things to get in touch with yourself or try different things that you're not used to. And by doing those different things or by being out in nature, you're going to get downloads. You're going to get information that just comes to you. So what do you think? Hustle culture, real, real or real fake? Don't usually do this, but I'll share a little part of how I've been struggling with this lately and hustle culture. Man, that. I can see how it can be toxic or you need to take breaks. You need to take time for yourself, that kind of thing. But when I am hustling, I am so much more productive. I get so much more done. And that's contrary to a lot of things that I've heard. And maybe it's just what I'm listening to right now. But it's like, I'll go. And the problem is I don't really have to stop. Like, I'll just keep doing, doing, doing. And so go all in, keep doing all the things. But it doesn't leave me a lot of time for anything outside of ordinary to badass or my day job, right? So it's a lot, but I get a ton done. I get so much done. So that's good. 
But then when I kept hearing like, oh no, you can't force it. You can't force it. You got to go with the flow. You need to take time for yourself and do fun things. And then more creativity will come out of you. Mm -mm. That has not been the case for me. So I'm really wondering where you guys stand on this. Have you tried this? Have you tried like going all in, just doing everything you can get your hands on? Or have you tried just like taking the break, having the flow, um, being in nature, doing meditation? And to be clear, I still am doing the meditation stuff, right? I've been doing this for a year and a half as far as meditation goes. But it's just funny that for me, it really has not worked. Um, So all, well, I say all I can resonate is with the hustle culture, but that's as far as like getting some results or getting things done. Um, I definitely resonate with the idea of flow and I want for that to be true. It just hasn't necessarily been true yet. (laughs) So hustle culture, real, real or real fake, put it in the poll. I want to hear from you. It makes me so happy when I hear what you guys are going through, when I hear what you think. So it just kind of gives me an idea. Where's your head at? I want to know. And of course, as always, you can also reach out to me on Instagram at Ordinary to Badass and let me know. Okay, with that, let's get into it. Three reasons why Tamara Zoner is so badass. Now, the first reason why she's so badass is because of her relationship with her emotions. And, and so Tamara, a lot of us, don't feel our emotions, right? We shut them out. And Tamara is able to feel her emotions and really let them really sit with them, give them some time, even when it doesn't feel good. And I think that's hard. I've struggled with that. And I've really tried in the past year or two to sit with my emotions, sit with how I feel. I don't know about you, but I get in that feeling like, eh, it's been 30 minutes. Let's go. Let's move. <laughs> time, time for it to be gone. Let's get on to the next thing. But it doesn't work that way, right? It'll be there until it needs to leave. And that's what Tamara said. Like, you just got to sit with it. You just got to let it go on its own. And how do you know that it should be there? Or Because it's there, right? So really sit with your emotions. And if you're not comfortable with that, if that feels uneasy to you, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling pissed, when you're feeling upset, when you want to cry, then sit with your emotions. Just maybe go take a seat for a little bit and just listen to your thoughts. Listen to your body. How are you feeling? Where are you feeling it? I don't know about you, but I always tend to feel it in my chest. That's just, or that's all I notice. I don't know, but that's where I feel it. But the cool thing is Tamara, she had, or she has a seven step process that you can implement. And this seven step process helps you to feel your feelings And she said, like, the important thing is when you're feeling your feelings or you're noticing your feelings to not be judgmental of them, to really just notice it, notice what you're saying to yourself. Notice, like, if you have a heaviness in your chest, if you have a feeling in your gut, or if you feel tense, right, just to notice it without judgment. And that can be hard. And I keep saying notice, but one of the things Tamara said and I think she talks about this in her seven part process is being aware, having awareness of the voice and of the feelings and what's coming through. So don't have judgment over it, be aware of it, and then get quiet and really listen to that inner voice. What is it saying? 
because that can be important. What your inner voice is saying. And sometimes, well, most of the time, if you want to hear it, you got to get quiet. Or if you get quiet, the more you do, the more likely you are to hear that voice when it, when it is talking to you. Or you maybe we hear it all the time, but it's like, are we going to listen to it? That's another thing. Because you can hear it, but just constantly set it aside, set it aside. I'm not going to listen to that. So give your emotions a voice. Listen to the voice and then like let them have time to speak. Because again, too often we're just setting it aside and dismissing it. And then the last part is to breathe. Take time to breathe. Really, when you're upset, when you're feeling something, notice it and then... Big deep breaths, right? Just to allow you to get the oxygen flowing and notice what's going on with you. So maybe start spark a new relationship with your emotions. That can be hard. I'm working on it with you. Um, but if you need help with that, Tamara is the go-to, right? Because she helps people work their emotions when they are grieving, when they are going through a divorce, which you can grieve when you go through a divorce too, because that's a major life change. Okay, number two, second reason why Tamara's owner is so badass is for living with her parents. Is that what you usually think of when you hear badass? I know, certainly, traditionally, I have not, right? And I'll be honest, when I was going through my divorce, I had to live with my parents for a while. So I can relate to Tamara here, but I did not feel badass at the time. <laughs> so Tamara, after she went through her divorce, she... And her kids have to move in with her parents. Well, they didn't have to, but she chose to. Like financially, it made sense. I think she said financially, it made sense. And then um, also it was just what was best, but she had to humble herself, right? Humble herself and say, okay, I'm going to live with my parents. I am going to do this, even though it is hard. And maybe it's a little bit embarrassing. I know I felt embarrassed. I didn't want to tell people, oh, I'm living with my mommy and daddy. <laughs> So that was hard because she moved in with her three kids and lived with her mom and dad. And she's like, oh my gosh, like it would have been so easy to beat herself up. Right. And she's like, she knew she should have left at seven years, but didn't actually leave until 16 years. We'll get to the shoulds in a minute, but you know what? She said, why is it possible? Or why did I stay that long? How do I know that that was right? Because that's the way that it happened. Because you can't argue with how it happened. You can't argue with reality. Sitting there getting stuck in the past and getting upset is really going to bring you down, right? You can't change the stuff from the past. So it really just like brings your energy down. And that can be really hard. So she moved in, lived with her parents for a couple of years with her kids there. She said they had to renovate the house, redo some things. And really the blessing in that is that she got back in touch with herself. She realized who she was because she had lived out of her authentic self for so long and that she kind of got gotten away from it, got away from what was important to her. And so now she fiercely protects what's important to her, right? And so she can really be in touch with herself and feel like she's aligned and authentic, which is important. It's pretty huge. To be able to trust yourself and to be like, oh yeah, I'm doing what I want to be doing. I'm doing the right thing. 
And so even if you have to move back in with your parents, even if you feel a little bit embarrassed and you're like, oh, I got to be back with mom and dad. I don't want to tell people this is awful. You know what? It's happening because it's meant to. And I mean, so often it's like, oh, I should have gotten out of that relationship or, you know, at seven years, that would have been the good time. Kind of like Tamara said. But you know what? You're a badass for getting out of it at all. If it was an unhealthy relationship and you got out of it, then you're a badass and you got out of it at the right time. Maybe seven, seven year married self wasn't ready, but the 16 year married self was stronger, right? And that was the time. So it's like things don't always align how we think that they should align or how we need them to align um, or how they we need them to happen. They're going to happen in their own time. And the more we try to like control it or fix what already happened, then the harder it becomes. So even if it means going and living with your parents or like doing something that you didn't think you would have to do, or maybe you thought you were past that point in your life, right? You didn't think you would have to go back and get a second job or get a job at a hardware store or whatever, right? Maybe you thought like, oh, I'm done with that. I did that when I was younger, not going to do it again. And then it turns out life situations happen and you find yourself back in the same place. But it's okay because it's where you're meant to be. And so instead of like beating yourself up over it, okay, guess what? I am strong. Even if it's a little bit embarrassing, then I'm going to go live with my mom and dad. Okay. That's what's best for my kids right now, right? That's what she could have said is that's what's best for her kids right now. She could have chose to be homeless, but would that be doing them any favors? Or maybe she could have moved in somewhere and then ended up having to like file bankruptcy because she didn't have enough money. So sometimes you have to humble yourself. And then there could be silver linings, right? Like how she was able to find her authenticity and find what she really wanted. So that was really the benefit of having moved in with her parents and having spoke up for herself to be like, you know what? This marriage no longer works for me. And so then she found her real voice. So I don't know about you, but I would live with my mommy and daddy if it meant, you know, always touching, like getting more aligned with who I am being more authentic. I mean, yeah, in a sense, there's a price to pay, but in another sense, you're getting a gift. Okay, let's move on. Uh, number three, the third reason why Tamara's owner is so badass is because of the reframes that she used for the word should. Now, I don't know, for the last couple of years, I've heard this like crazy, like don't should on me, and it drives me bonkers. And maybe that's because I had a mean fourth grade teacher <laughs> that would always say that. Um, and I couldn't stand it. And yeah, I don't know. So it reminds me of my the mean fourth grade teacher that would always say, don't shut on me. And for whatever reason, I'd only heard her say it in the last couple of years now. It's become popular. Um, I guess she was a pioneer and I should have appreciated it. <laughs> but um, okay, I digress the reframe for should. And she's like, you know what? Should is like a four letter word to Tamara. It's a cuss word. It's something that shouldn't be used. And so maybe we don't be so hard on ourselves and tell her, stop telling ourselves all the things we should do. And I use air quotes there for the people that aren't watching the 
video podcast and really what we want to do because shoulds are a bunch of stuff we've made up in our head or there are a bunch of things we think people around us want, but it might not be what you want. And I say you think people around you want because it's like you may or may not know. Sometimes we just make an assumption that, oh, I'm pretty sure this is what, you know, my family would say or my friends would say or what they would think. And we don't really know. But if you don't want to do it, who cares what you should do, right? And so um, really look at your language and look at the things that you're saying to yourself. And one of the things that I thought was important was that um, Tamara was saying, you know what, when you're looking to hire a coach or hire somebody and they tell you what you should do, that to her, that is a red flag, right? I mean, heck, are you going to want somebody, a coach who's saying four letter words to you? (laughs) But, you know, she said, and she's the Byron Katie quote, like, when you argue with reality, you lose 100% of the time. And yeah, so why are we saying what we should do? Let's just live real life and see how how we feel in real life and what, what it is we want to do going forward rather than what we think we should be doing. Okay, I think I had like a squirrel moment there and completely got off track. But when Tamara talked about different parts of our life, like hiring a coach and them telling you what you should or shouldn't do. Like, they're like, this is how you should do it. It's like, no, that's a red flag. They don't need to tell you what you should do. They could give you some options and you can choose from that option. But really, why do they need to tell you what you should be doing? And she had given kind of the analogy. Like if somebody said, you should wear this. It's like, "Mm, my body, my clothes, I choose right? I don't need to know what I should do. And so she had said that was a red flag. Instead, you just need suggestions. Hear from people what they think maybe. Like here are four options uh, or four possibilities. You choose. And then she said what they're really saying when they say you should do this is like, no, this is what I would do if I was in that situation. That's oftentimes what should means. When other people are saying should, then they're saying what they would do. That doesn't mean that that's right for you. Okay, so let's do a quick recap of the three reasons why Tamara's owner is so badass. Number one, for her relationship with her emotions. Number two is for living with her parents. And then third is for how she reframed should. So, so good. I absolutely loved having Tamara on the episode. I'll probably go back and listen to that episode again and make sure you hit me up either on the poll on Spotify or on Instagram, throw it in your stories or send me a DM at Ordinary to Badass and let me know for the real, real or real fake hustle culture. Do you think that it's real, real or do you think that it's real fake? Okay, can't wait to hear from you and tune in to the next episode on Monday. And with that, we'll end our show. So all the badass women out there staying in the arena, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, own it and get after it. Now that you've listened to this episode of Ordinary to Badass, we want to hear from you. Go to our website, ordinarytobadass.com slash podcast 
and submit your own experience on how you took your life from ordinary to badass and get the chance to be on a future Spotlight episode of the show. That's ordinarytobadass.com forward slash podcast. While you're waiting for the next episode of the show, wipe off the sweat, dust off the dirt, and get back in the arena.